The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome, it's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Well, we had another great finish from Loudon, New Hampshire today, the Miracle Mile. And Kevin Harvick was not going to let anybody get by him for that victory. Now, how far are we into the season? And this is Harvick's first win? 21 races into the season, and it's his first win. By this time last year, he had five. That's insane. (laughs) That's just not, that's not like Harvick. But he's got the win now. He's locked into the chase. I think we're going to see more wins from him this season. Uh, the momentum is there, and I think that this was a positive, you know, moment for that team, and um, definitely kind of the drought's over, and I think we're going to see more wins from them. And they actually, there was no bad luck. There, they didn't, they didn't have a penalty on pit road. They didn't have an on-track incident. They stayed away from all of that stuff that's happened all season long to them, and they were able to get the get the deal done today and i thought hamlin i thought hamlin was going to knock him out but harvick i mean that's as drivers i mean that was one of the best finishes this season it's drivers you know being aggressive not wrecking each other out though but bumping you know bumping's racing and it's just kind of like who wants to win the most um you know it was just like alex bowman a few weeks ago in chicagoland you know just you want that win go for it and Harvick you could tell I mean he Hamlin almost got him kind of bumped out of the way but he came back and did not let go of that accelerator and he won let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished today in Loud New Hampshire at the Miracle Mile first first win this season like we said Kevin Harvick takes the checkered flag followed by Denny Hamlin Eric Jones Ryan Blaney and in fifth Matt Diabendo and sixth place Morton Truex Jr. Seventh, Ryan Newman, Kyle Bush in eighth, Joey Logano in ninth, and in tenth, Brad Kozlowski. Eleventh was Eric Amarillo. Twelfth, William Byron. Thirteenth, Paul Menard. Fourteenth, Alex Bowman. Fifteenth, Chris Buescher. Ty Dillon, sixteenth, Michael McDowell. Seventeenth, Kurt Busch, eighteenth, nineteenth with Daniel Suarez. And twentieth, Clint Boyer. And twenty-first, we have Ryan Priest, followed by Bubba Wallace. And twenty-third, Corey LaJoy, followed by Matt Tift, Ross Chastain. And twenty-sixth, Landon Castle. 27th, Reed Sorensen. 28th, Andy Seuss. And 29th, Chase Elliott. And in 30th, Jimmy Johnson. 31, Quint Huff. Austin Dillon, 32nd. Kyle Larson, 33rd. My pick, David Reagan, 34th. Austin Theorold, 35th. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 36th. And bringing up the rear of the field, number 37, Daniel Hemrick. Well, you know. A good day for Gibbs and a bad day for Hendrick. Yeah, the the bad days for Hendrick are, are adding up. But what an impressive win by by Kevin Harvick, really. Uh, you know, we've had now two weeks two weeks in a row where we've had a great finish between two cars battling out for that win to the very last second. You know, last week it was the Bush brothers. This week it was Harvick and Hamlin. And uh, wow, I just I'm 
I'm I'm getting excited about the end of this season because we're seeing more and more of these good finishes and more and more good racing. And more than just Gibbs and Penske. Though, Finally, yes. So looking at this, I mean, you had uh, all the Gibbs drivers, it looks like, in the top ten and the Penske drivers in the top ten. But they weren't in number one, which was really good to see. And there were some good runs by some guys. I mean, like you said, Eric Jones was, is Gibbs in third. A great run for him. That's that's. I want to say that's probably about his best finish of the season, third. You better stay away from uh, Ricky Stenhouse, I think, from the rest of the season. Probably, yeah, probably not a good idea. Ryan Blaney, great run for him, finishing fourth. And Matt DiBenedetto, this kid has really done a great job this season. He is always running near the, the front of the field and really doing a great job for that team. And I, I'm excited to see the future of this young man because he really, really seems to be a very talented racer. And... Uh, I think the, the broadcasters have uh, decided that he is going to be a factor, and they've shortened him to Matty D. They get tired of saying De Benedetto. So Matty D in I fifth might, place. I might try that as well. <laughs> you might try that as well. Again, Martin Trucks Jr., great run. Ryan Newman, a good run for Roush Racing. Kyle Busch, always in you know near the top. And Eric, Had some Eric, problems today, though. Eric Amarola, just outside the top ten. Harvick's teammate did get his first stage win this season. Um, I mean, all the Stuart Haas drivers have not done extremely bad this season, but um, I think um, Armarola is definitely a possibility of maybe seeing him get a win this season. It it does. He, he's 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 run well, and he's he's had some bad luck too. He, he's just not been able to put the full deal together. He did get a stage win today. The second stage was was his win, so that was good. But man, I just. I said last week that that Loud is not one of my favorite tracks, but I'll tell you what, the racing there today was pretty darn good. Yeah, I was I was definitely impressed, and this, like we've said, that those last few laps, that's what fans want to see. You could hear the fans cheering, though there were a lot of empty seats. I noticed, but man, that was some exciting racing at the end. And um, I know it was still drivers were complaining that it was still kind of hard to pass and whatnot there, but. Uh, We've saw multiple lead changes and that battle at the end. Um, Harvick definitely didn't, you know, just take off with it. He had to really fight for it, and you know, he had Hamlin, and he had, there were some other strong cars behind him. Um, Kyle Busch, though, in the top ten, he kind of had. It seemed like he had a lot of struggle today. He had to, he struggled, but again, he takes a car that hit the wall. You know, um, had all kinds of handling issues, but. Still manages to finish in the top ten. I, I it's just the just the talented driver that he is. And like we mentioned earlier, the woes continue for the forty eight team and the other Hendricks cars. It's just we talked about it a little bit last week. Was is it time for Jimmy Johnson to start thinking about something the R word? Something needs to happen. I think there needs to be some kind of other change up on that team. I don't know if it's crew chief or, or there needs to be something because they, I mean, the other Hendrick driver though, you know, Chase Elliott had a bad, they had a mechanical problems today too. Um, Byron and Bowman, they were uh, in the top 15, but yeah, Johnson, it's just, I mean, we, uh, Chicagoland early on, I think there we saw some potential. Daytona, who knows? On <laughs> that was a whole different kind of race, right? And, and yeah, it's just. And, but it's. I don't even see when he. And I see him in interviews and whatnot. I just don't see like the fight in him or anything. But it's. It seems almost like the passion is gone. 
But it's hard to say now when a driver is going to retire or not, when they're ready to call it quits. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, I think, still has potential to... Oh, absolutely. He hasn't forgotten how to drive and win a race car. He, he hasn't forgotten how to drive a winning race and get to victory lane. It just hasn't happened. And there's been multiple reasons why. They've had trouble. They've had, I think, this new, this new aero package... And the new car have given them some trouble. They're a little bit behind on that. And it just, what's amazing is things are happening to Jimmy Johnson now that have never happened to him before in his career. When was the last time Jimmy Johnson had a belt break and take out the, the power steering? I don't remember that ever happening. I remember years where where a, a dump truck could fall out of the sky in front of Jimmy Johnson in the lead for the victory, and he would drive around it and miss it. I mean, that's how he is. It was almost like he was charmed. His, his life was charmed. There was nothing could go wrong in that streak of championships. But now he's, I guess, the, I guess he's over, overdrawn his, uh, his luck account. I never thought I'd see a season where he didn't get at least one win. And that happened last year. And now it looks like maybe two uh, years. Yeah. And uh, nothing's looking like there's some driver, you know, we knew Harvick, even though this is his first win, he still has run pretty well this season. He's, you know, led laps. We knew this was probably coming at some point. You know, Clint Boyer, he's looked good at moments. We could see him getting a win. We talked about El Marola earlier. But Jimmy Johnson has shown us really nothing this season that shows that there's maybe a chance for a win. Well, Kevin Harvick showed us how to win today, and, and you found out why they call him the closer. Let's go ahead and hear from the winner of today's race, Kevin Harvick, after his big win at Loudoun, New Hampshire today. I knew that he was close enough that he was going to take a shot and, you know, as soon as he got the opportunity. And I knew he was going to try to go through the middle lane and just try to get into the left rear and get me out into the fourth lane, and there's just no grip out there. So I knew uh, going in the corner, I'm like, I'm going down here. He's going to hit me. I just need to survive the hit, and luckily I timed it. I got lucky in timing it so that as soon as he hit me, I was on the brakes and was able to keep the car straight, slow his momentum down. He got up beside me. He let off a bunch, and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll take the bottom here and, and just, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know what he was going to do from there. When, as soon as I saw him, I just kind of let the car have its head, and, you know, he got into the right rear quarter panel, and I was coming up at the same time to try to, to block, and it knocked the front end out from underneath his car, and, and we were able to, to drive up off the corner. So uh, it turned into a wild finish. It really was quite the battle coming at to, to the checkered flag. I, I was watching the, la the, the lap times and, and watching the, the, um, the distance between the two, and, and as they were coming down to the last four or five laps, Hamlin drove a little too deep into the one corner and lost about three-tenths of a second. I thought, well... That's over. He's never going to be able to reel him back in now. He's just not, just doesn't have it. And man, it wasn't, wasn't a half a lap or, or a lap later. He had closed that gap and he got to where he was right on him, man. And they were side by side and he, he tried to move him out of the way. And, and then he tried to pass him on the outside. And Harvick said, Nope, not going to let that happen. So Harvick went a little to the right and, and shut the door and uh, was able to get to victory lane. But that's, I love that kind of racing. And, I know Hamlin said post race that well, maybe I should have, maybe I should have moved him a little bit more to get the lead. But he said I didn't really want to wreck him, and but that, it is what it is. You showed it in there, Hamlin. You know, both drivers showed respect after the race. You know, even though Hamlin didn't win, he's probably you know he's had mul he has multiple wins this season already, but still doesn't mean he you know he's bummed he didn't win. But 
at the end there, there was no frustration between the two drivers. They raced the right way, both the veteran drivers, and uh, exciting finish. Um, and Harvick now is tied for the most victories at uh, Loudon with uh, Jeff Burden with four victories there. Yeah, that's surprising that the four is the record number of, of wins at that track. I I would have thought there'd be somebody with a lot more in you know in the history of NASCAR, but you know it's it's a different kind of track. It's flat, it's one mile, and uh, like I said earlier, not one of my favorite tracks. But today, man, if they keep racing like that, I may have to change my opinion. Yeah, it, because it, it was good good stuff today. I wasn't sure, you know, really. I didn't really have too much thought. I was kind of like you. It's not one of my favorites, but. Uh, definitely uh, sparked <laughs> my interest today, and I'm I'm looking forward that you know next year when we go back or later on. Last week's winner, Kurt Busch, finished up in 18th. Had some flashes today where he was uh, he showed some stuff, but just I'm not sure what exactly the problem was. He was the last car on the lead lap, so uh, just goes to show you in NASCAR you you can have a great week one week and then the next week you can just mess up you can just stink up the whole show and not do anything well um i never did hear if uh kurt did take the winner's trophy to Kyle's house on sunday last week and had it there for their family get together but i hope he did that would have been awesome yeah, that would have been too. so awesome Looking down through the the finish here, we talked about Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott having their problems. Kyle Larson, the guy I picked, couldn't couldn't keep his car out of the wall today. Hit the wall twice, second time really tore up the car. I really want to believe in Kyle Larson. I really, really do. I think he's a talented young man. I think he's 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 shown that he belongs in the Cup Series. I just really want him to get get past this this. Whatever it is that keeps him from getting to victory lane. I think there's been, I mean, he's had some good luck this season. He's run up front. I think if he gets past this, you know, he has good moments. He has bad moments. Um, I think there's still a chance we could see some luck come his way this season. We've seen it. I hope so. Before. Um, unlike, you know, the 48, I'm just like, I just, I don't see anything. Larson's, you know, shown some promise. You know, he did win the all-star race earlier this year, though doesn't help him get into the chase. But, yeah, um, we know that team. I mean, Kurt's got to win, so we know uh, they got some good cars. At they do. They have some great cars. And, and, and like we've talked about before a couple other times, Kurt Busch has really, I believe, come to that team and really raised the bar for for that team and and I think I know Kyle I I just want this kid to win so bad because he's a good kid and he's a really talented driver and he's worked his way into this sport I really want to see him get past this jinx whatever it is that just seems to 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 mess them up every week and would like to see that young man become a consistent top 10 team and and I think Hopefully, Kurt Busch has grown in in a number of ways and, and can be a good teammate to him and really, really kind of take him under his wing a little bit and and really help him out and and maybe mentor him a little bit and help him uh, break this whatever it is that's got them not being able to get to victory lane. Taking another look down. Well, let's see. It's it's so interesting every week. I'm, I'm curious to see the whole Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Eric. 
Jones, how that Stenhouse was pretty fired up. Uh, that whole incident that happened today, uh, they kind of got into each other. Stenhouse, I think, blew a tire and was knocked out of the race. And he was pretty frustrated with the number 20. Well, he, you know, Ricky Stenhouse is is kind of a, he's kind of a interesting story when you think about him. He came into the sport looking like the next, the next great star. He, he really came in with the expectations were high for him. He came in with a lot of publicity and just has never lived up to anything. He's just never, never lived up to the hype. He's never lived up to the expectations in my mind. And I wonder is, would it be different? If he were driving somebody else's car besides Roush Racing, I think so. I mean, you know, he's he does have some Cup wins. Don't you know? Super speedways, he's run. You know, the Roush car seemed to run well there. But I feel like, his, you know, we saw him run well in the Xfinity series when he was in there. Um, I think if he was in a different ride, there's a possibility, um, just like Alex Bowman or something. But it's hard to still think of Roush as not a top team. I mean, but they're not. They haven't yeah. been for years. You know, back then this was back before you were you were a, a a real fan of NASCAR racing. But at one point Roush had five teams. And four out of the five were good. They they ran up front. This was all the way back when they had the 97 John Deere car and Chad Little was the driver of that car. Never really did anything, but he was with Roush Racing. And they were a premier team. Mark Martin was there. Jeff Burton was there. Matt Kenseth was there. Not all at the same time because they were different eras. But they had top-tier drivers, and now they they just don't. Ryan Newman's there now, and I think he's trying to bring back some of that. And Newman it's did just not there. seventh today, so he was top ten. So that does show some promise. That, I mean, who you know, I mentioned earlier the possibility – possibility if Stenhouse Jr. was in a different ride and a different team like Gibbs or Penske or something he might show some problems but Newman you know he was in the top 10 today and Newman's had some good you know runs this season so far not great but Newman hasn't really even when he was with uh my mind's blanking Childress Childress I don't know Richard Childress yeah um you know I think he had one win maybe his years there and to me, Ryan Newman was never really a fit for Childress Racing. I just it just didn't seem like they they yeah. they meshed real well together. I don't know what it was. Ryan Newman's a very intelligent man. He he I believe he studied engineering at Purdue when he was there. So he's a very intelligent racer. And Newman was one of the ones I mean, he got in you know, the first year they had the kind of chase breakdown in twenty fourteen. Um he got in on points, made it to the final four and battled it out with Harvick. I mean, he was he was close to getting a championship uh, five years ago. Yeah, but it just didn't seem to happen, and it just something just didn't feel right about that about that that pairing. I don't know what it was. You never heard anything in the press, like you know, there was never any rumors. There was never any. Nobody ever talked about bad blood between he and Childress or he and his his crew chief. But something just didn't quite ever fit there for me and and Childress Racing. And I I kind of get. Again, he's almost like he left Childress, went to Roush. Roush is not the top-tier team anymore. It's, it's like he's trying to re, rebrand himself. He's trying to, to remake himself. And 
hopefully, I, I, I think Ryan, I know Ryan's a, a, a good driver, and I, I would love to see him make it back into top form. He would be, um, he could be a great leader at that team because they have some young drivers there, and, and he can really help Roush out. But uh, remains to be seen if that will happen. Martin Truex Jr. and Clint Boyer had a little get together today. I don't know if there was any. I I I don't think there was any. I don't think anybody was mad about that. I think it was just a racing deal. But again, it's Clint Boyer trying to get you know trying to to get that first victory and and driving as hard as he can drive and and again, man, reckon. How many times has that happened this year for Clint? It just seems to be. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's, you could see the frustration in him uh, on, you know, this happening week after week. And and the times when he does run well, it's just he, he still makes some kind of mistake that he's, you know, unable to get the finish he wants. And it's, it's driver errors. It's not, it's, they're not having troubles on pit road. They seemingly have great cars. They're running well. It just, I don't know what it is. It, I don't know if he's putting too much pressure on himself to get that win or whatever, but I think maybe he'll get there, but I don't know. I, he's going to have to learn to get out of his own way a little bit and, and maybe just calm down just a little bit and 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 deal with the pressure and deal with the race situations and, and keep, Keep the fenders on that car so he can get to a good finish. I really like Clinton. I really would like to be hit, see him be successful. But you know what, man? We are running out of time. We are now only six races away from the cutoff. That uh, I feel like Daytona was just a few weeks ago. It's so not, not the July Daytona. But no, the, the February Daytona, Daytona. Yeah, it's just it's gone so fast. And and uh, man, there are some guys now. As we're we're winding down, who are going to be racing for their playoff life? Jimmy Johnson now, after his finish today, is out. He's he's below the cutoff line. He's like seventeen points out of and even the if playoffs. Johnson somehow gets in, even on points. I just I'm not going to see him as a contender. That it's like he'll be. I'm going to see him as one of the ones. There's always in that first sixteen. There's always guys where you're like, some guys surprise you some years. But Johnson, if he somehow gets in, he's, I don't see him going past the round of 16. I'm beginning to wonder if he'll make it in now that he's dropped below the cutoff line. 17 points is not insurmountable, but, man, if he has another bad run next week, that's only going to get worse. And how strange would it be to see a playoff without Jimmy Johnson in it? That would be just crazy. I can't imagine it, it, it. Well, first of all, it would be the first time it's ever happened because he yeah. has not missed one yet. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But but there are going to be guys getting desperate to make it into the playoffs who haven't locked in a position, who would love to get a position locked in, but they want to stay above. They want to stay 16th or above to be there. And there's going to be some guys 13, 14, 15, 16. The next few races are going to be super critical for their playoff future. And yeah, it's, it's crunch time now, and you're, they still got to battle the drivers that have shown so much success this season. You know, Kyle Busch, uh, the Penske drivers, Truex, yeah, Gibbs and Penske. I mean, those guys are still each week for the most part staying consistent, 
even if you don't, they don't get a win like today, you still see all those cars in the top ten. Well, and a guy like Kevin Harvick, okay, he locked in a pos- he locked in his position today with the win, but he was going to be there anyway because he was sitting third in points. There was no way he was going to drop out of the of the by points in the next seven races. They've run consistent enough, so he's locked in his position. But what that does is that takes away one guaranteed spot every race now. If if it's a new driver that that picks up the win, and I I think I don't think we're going to see six new first time winners this season between now and the cutoff. Yeah, I think we're going to see some repeats, like probably next week. But every time every time if a new driver wins, it takes one of those guaranteed spots and and maybe locks somebody out. So it's going to get very very interesting, and and we'll start paying a little more attention to the points now as we wind our way towards the cutoff and. Man, we get to the playoffs. I can't, again, I can't believe it's gone by this quickly. It's crazy how fast this season goes. Now, I mentioned early, you know, we've talked, you know, Loudon wasn't one of our top tracks we thought of. Today proved us wrong, but I am not looking forward to next week because the last <laughs> time we went to Pocono, I mean, if you guys go to our podcast, uh, Fox 4 Race Zone, fox4kc.com slash podcast, the last time we went to Pocono this year, which it's so weird. We're already going like Pocono's one's racing. Like we're back here already. We just went there last month, but our headline was Kyle Busch wins not so exciting race at Pocono. And even, you know, Mike Joy from Fox Sports, you know, he mentioned at that race that, you know, he didn't know what to say. You know, they didn't give us anything to talk about. Kyle Busch, who won that race, said, you know, he felt like he wasn't able to show his true talent. That. I'm hoping we see something different there because last time it was a pretty boring race. Yeah. Last time Kyle Busch won, but in his post-race comments, you would have thought he'd lost. He was just not he was not happy. Quit asking me about the package. Quit asking me about the package. I'm tired about the yeah, that was a that was a great line from that race. Don't ask me about the aero package. We're done talking about the aero package. Let's talk about racing. He was kind of cranky. Well, it's Kyle Busch, so why, what do you expect? But from a guy that won the race, I yeah, just drivers. I mean, you win, it wins a win. But yeah, Kyle Busch did not seem happy, and even you know the broadcasters and you know I was watching it, and it was just, I mean, Pocono has some excitement in the past, but you know with this what we saw from this package, and just a few weeks ago, um, Pocono was just a month ago. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Each race is different, but I'm hoping not to see Kyle Busch back in victory lane again. Well, Pocono is again. If you're long term NASCAR fans, you know Pocono. It's it's three turns. Each turn is distinctively different. You can't set your car up to be good in all three turns. You have to settle for being good two out of three, and you pick which one you you pick which one you don't want to be good at, and that's how you set your car up. And it's such a it's such a long track. I I have I have a, a a friend who used to work for MRN, and he always seemingly got to draw. He, he he lost the draw and got the Pocono race, and he always was on the turn. And he said it's so that track is so big. When I'm calling the race, and it's my turn for the call, I can't even see the cars when it's my turn to call. So I'm talking about something I'm not even able to see until they get closer to me. And then it's 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 down another long straightaway, and they're going away. I just I'm not a fan of Pocono. And you know what is so sad? 
Next season, we have Pocono on Saturday and then another Pocono race on Sunday. So I'm trying to convince myself that this will be a good thing because then we will get them both out of the way in one weekend, and we won't have to worry about them until the next season. Yeah. But I don't know. What well, One of the races that sticks out to me at Pocono was when Chris Busher won, and it was because of fog. You just don't see that really happen at track. That was a crazy and, race. And I think that was a Monday race, too. I think it already had been rained out, but that's only when Busher had, but... Just like Justin Haley, he was in the right place at the right time. and But it wasn't, I mean, on that one, I wasn't as frustrated as I was at Daytona. But it was just like, it was weird that they called the race. And I mean, it was over halfway done. Um, well, and it's it's such a big track. It's two point, I want to say it's almost, it's either two and a half miles or a little longer than two and a half miles. I can't remember for sure. But it's a, it's a it's a track big enough where it can be pouring down rain in one turn. And not doing anything in the uh, on the rest of the track, and so they've had a lot of rain delays there. But another thing about Pocono that people seem to forget is, man, it's a pretty high speed track. You you reach some pretty high speeds, and there's been some pretty gnarly crashes at yeah. Pocono. Jeff Gordon had one of the worst crashes in his career there. He said, "I hit the wall so hard there, it was about the worst one he ever had, other than the time at I want to say it was Las Vegas where was he his brakes did it go? Brakes went out, yeah." Las Vegas, where he hit the, in the pit wall head on. I think a bad on. one with Junior and Steve Park. Junior and Steve Park had a bad one there. Uh, uh, Dave, oh, the, I, man, my my brain missed. Uh, Dave, he was he was the old driver, drove the seventy two real tree camo car. He was a long older guy, been around the sport forever. Oh man, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he had a horrible, horrible crash there where he hit the wall head on at at top speed and. And I've never seen a car come that far off the ground and collapse that far. It was crazy. So there, there can be a lot of action there. There can be some, some really bad crashes, or it can be a long, boring run. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And in the last few years, we've seen uh, the Gibbs drivers do really well there, especially our favorite. Kyle Busch. Sarcasm. <laughs> Denny Hamlin runs real well there. He's, he's, he's gotten a number of wins there. Um, let's see who else runs. Truex Jr. Over. has multiple wins. Truex Jr. is good there. So the the usual suspects. It, it's always seemingly the usual suspects. But we have you know Ryan Newman won there a couple years ago, or not Ryan Newman? Excuse me, uh, Ryan Blaney. Yes, he did. Um, who's you know the only Penske driver so far this year without a win. Uh, ran well today, so we could you know he, there's a possibility. I don't think we're going to see a repeat from Chris Busher. Uh, no, I doubt it. Unless unless it rains and it's foggy, then he may get lucky again. Who knows? Um, and then, and, you know, the last time a Hendrick car won there, looking at my list, was 2014. That was Dale Earnhardt Jr. So, um, but I, I think Chase Elliott has run well here in the past. He has run very well there. And, you know, it's about time for him to, if they can stay away from mechanical trouble or crashes... It He's had a, a good time for him to assert himself. As a Chase Elliott fan, it's been kind of a bummer the last few weeks. There really hasn't been anything to cheer about, it feels like. He's still, I still think, he, he, okay, he's locked into the chase. He's he's locked, chase or playoffs. Are they, what are they officially calling it now? I'm still calling it the chase. You still, okay, we'll go with the chase on this podcast. He's He's already locked into the chase, so you're good to go there. And I think Hendrick has, has a, has a, 
a good history in the in the chase of having good equipment, getting things put together at the right time to make a run. So I think Chase is going to be okay. I really do. And this may be the weekend he can kind of reassert himself in the series and and uh, have a good run and maybe even pick up a victory. I don't know who I'm going to pick this week. I I don't I it's really it's really odd because every week I write a I write a race preview for for fox4kc.com and you can go there and read it and I always we always pick on Sunday night and then by the time I get to Friday my pre-race article that I write shows nothing how I picked on Sunday because I've looked at some more stuff and and I feel very good because I wrote about Kevin Harvick this week getting to victory lane and voila he did no thanks to me but um you know what I think I think this week I'm going to I think I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I think I think it's time for him to step up and, like I say, if he can avoid the trouble, and I, you can say that with anybody, but I think it's time for him to reassert himself and say, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. And uh, I think it would be great heading into the, the stretch run to the cutoff if Chase would uh, be able to step up and, and get the victory in Pocono. Well, I'm going to go. I would like to you know, go with Chase Elliott, but I'm going to go with uh... – a driver that started uh, the same rookie year as Chase. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Um, I think I'm going to. He's won there before. Um, he's done well this season. You know, we know Penske can win. I think he'll get the win and lock in the third driver for Penske in the chase. And he's he's run very consistently. He's he's not got he's not been able to finish the deal yet. But he Ryan has run really consistent consistently, and you have seen him up front. Quite a bit of this season, he's he's not just running in the back of the pack. He's actually up there in the top ten, running well. Uh, hasn't really challenged for wins yet, but I think you're right. I think this may be the week that that he may be that may be a good pick. I maybe better pick than mine, but uh, I've already made mine, so we'll go with that. So uh, we're looking for Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney to get the victory lane in Pocono next week in Pennsylvania. Hopefully, there won't be any rain, no fog, no animals on the track. It's the only track I've ever seen where there were there was a caution for a deer on the track. Really, I don't. Yeah, long time ago, because of the where it's at. If you, if you I've been there a couple of times, and it, it's up in the Pocono Mountains, and you drive by it, it didn't look, really look like a racetrack. It's got lots of trees, and it's a cool place. But uh, yeah, there was a caution one time for a deer on the track. Wow, you don't want to be hitting a deer at two hundred miles an hour. No, <laughs> it would be ugly. I've, I've hit a deer going seventy miles an hour, and it's. <laughs> Not fun. Stop. Not fun. So hopefully we can avoid all that kind of crazy stuff, and hopefully we get a good race in. We've had we're we're on a string. We got two great finishes in a row. Maybe we'll get another one at Pocono. Maybe NBC gets an, a third race in a row with no rain. Yeah, I know true. they're looking for that. I mean, I'm I'm gonna stay. You know, like I said earlier, each race is different. So I'm going po- You know, staying positive. You know, like you've mentioned, hopefully we NBC can continue to streak. Uh, no, no rain because <laughs> we start of the summer then it wasn't too good. But um, like you, you know, we've talked about Pocono. Now hearing there's been deer on the track, that's kind of crazy. So who knows what we'll see next week? Uh, just hoping that uh, drivers are able to pass, and it'd be nice that if Kyle Busch happens to win, he maybe shows some excitement. We'll have to wait and see, but whatever happens in Pocono. We'll be here to wrap it all up on Sunday night. 
for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Everyone have a great week. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.